views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. It is so, so great to be connecting with all of you. You know, I want to share a little story, uh, Benny. Uh, and, uh, yes, of course, for those of you that don't know Mr. Benny, uh, Benny Matters is my producer. And uh, I want to welcome all of you if you've listened to the past hour. And those of you that are tuning in on a separate syndication Welcome to the show. You know, Benny, here's the thing I want to say. I grew up in, in New York, and one of the things that, that happened to me as a child growing up in the city was I happened to be surrounded by uh, great aunts, great uncles, you know, folks that had a love for the arts, had a love for music. You know, Benny, you remember when we interviewed my uncle, right? My uncle Al. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He, you go to his house, and there were three things that you always got presented with. Great food, number one. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. Had his own herb garden. Uh, number two, good humor, stories. And number three, incredible music. Mario Lanza in the background. Opera. I didn't know it was opera. I didn't know what, you know, honestly, you're a kid. You don't know. But it filled the room. Just all of that, you know, garlic and music and beauty. What more could you ask for? So today, I reflect upon a life as a young child being in the Bronx, but having a sense of art and music. Loved it. Matter of fact, you know, I became a music and art major while I went to school until we moved uh, from the city. And, and so I was really so absolutely grateful for being able to have a conversation with my very special guest today, Ann Patterson. So I said before at the last hour that this show is about the marriage of art and business uh, with this incredible artist. And what I didn't share is that, you know, Ann as well, congratulations, 2013 gold winner of the Stevie Award for Entrepreneur of the Year, Business Services. Now, if you go to her website, one of the things, and and we'll talk about that, if you go to her website, as I did, and you start to look at the stunning work that she has done, anything from the 20 miles of ribbon to 
the backdrop that she's created uh, for some of the most incredible operas. So I went to the site today, Benny, and this morning. I went to the site, and, and I thought, okay, I've, I've been here before, but I looked at this differently today. Now, getting to know a li- little bit more about Anne. And I clicked on a couple of the pieces, and I got to the, the uh, I, I'm going to have to have Anne describe it, but I got to the picture uh, that was here for Madame Butterfly. And I, I looked at this picture, and in stunning beauty, and I just cried. Now, I don't know, you know, I probably have to talk to my therapist about it later on today uh, or something like that. But when art touches us in such a profoundly deep way, it's breathtaking. It's a moment to stop and respect and be inspired by those folks that have this enormous gift. And, of course, I get to talk with because she really busts through an age-old myth that I grew up with and some of my artist friends still have, that is, you can't really live your art life and be successful at the same time, whether it be financially or otherwise. So today, the marriage of art and business is a conversation I've been so wanting to have. And as I mentioned before, joining me here today, um, just amazing, amazing artist, uh, has created an incredibly successful business, but most importantly, is inspiring uh, and is inspired. And we're going to hear about her work. We're going to hear about her pro- projects. We're also going to hear about why it was an easy selection to choose her for this Stevie Award, Gold Stevie Award for Women in Business 2013 Female Entrepreneur of the Year. And welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. I, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get through that without uh, having this picture in front of me and crying again. I mean, I'm, a, I'm still a little bit choked up. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's exciting to be here. Uh, now, I know you know the picture I was referring to on your website, right? Yes. Uh, yes. I, I have to tell you, I mean, I, it's not that I haven't been to the opera. I haven't seen Madame Butterfly. But there's something about what you create that is, is so breathtaking, so beautiful. I have to ask you a question. When yep. did you know, when did you know that you were passionately and fully in to being an artist? I think, um, you know what, I think it was through opera, the same way it sort of touched you. I was an architecture major at Yale University. Uh, they have an undergraduate uh, architecture program there. And I went, to, I was in Florence, Italy, and I went to my first opera, which was actually... Uh, Bartok's Bluebeard Castle, which is a really intense opera. And they had the most amazing set. And all of a sudden, I realized that the set for this opera had everything in it that I love about architecture and all the things that I really didn't like, didn't have, like in architecture. I didn't have to deal with, like, heating and cooling systems and circulation and all that sort of stuff. And I think that moment, I realized looking at that, that that, that set designer had created a piece of art, and that was the person that I am, too, and that was what I wanted to do with my work, with my life's work. Wow. You know, let's talk for a minute about um, what this means, right, this topic for today, the marriage of art and business. 
you know, it's it's really interesting. I was sharing a little bit here before about, you know, I have some friends that just phenomenal artists, but they even refer to themselves <laughs> as starving artists, right? Uh, so we yeah. have, I think, this stereotypical view about artists, who they are, what they're capable of, and what they're not. And we don't even put together that if we really look at some of the artists in the world, you know, who they are really. We don't stop to do that. Could you talk to that for a minute? And Yeah, I will. I have to say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I think people always think of artists as kind of like, think of the phrases, artsy, fartsy, very flighty. She's very artsy. She's very flighty. I think that actually to be an artist and to be a working artist who's creating work, you have to have the most incredible self-discipline because you generally are often working by yourself. I do work with a team on many of my projects, but I do spend still quite a bit of my real creative time on my own. You have to have so much darn self-discipline to get yourself into that studio, sit down, organize your time. Um, I think that actually artists are some of the most disciplined, um, driven people in the world. And I think that's what you're sort of saying, this, this view we have of them. And I think that goes hand in hand with this whole idea that if you're an artist, you can't really make money. And I think the root of that problem starts from the place where we think that making art is so much fun and sort of so self-indulgent that for that reason, why should we get paid for it? It's not like we have to do some boring office job. We get to do something that's really fun. So if it's really fun, that should be reward enough in itself and that we shouldn't also be getting the money side of it. But the thing I always go back to is that doesn't really work because if we are really great artists, we have something we need to share with the world and bring into the world so that everyone can enjoy it and be touched by it. And so we really have a mission and we have a reason to be here. And, Part of that is getting paid for the work so that you can do the work you've got to do. Because if you're trying to waitress or teach or do all these other things that artists often do end up doing, it's not so much time to do your work. So I really strongly believe that you need to value yourself, value your time just the way an accountant does or anyone else, in the, a banker does, a truck driver does. They, they wouldn't, a truck driver wouldn't drive from, you know, Mobile, Alabama to Miami because he loved driving, he would say, oh, yeah, don't pay me. It's the same sort of thing. I really think you have to go back and look at how much time you're putting into something and put a a monetary value on that. And it's really hard for artists to do that. You know, it's really interesting you say this because, um, you know, someone said to me, and we'll talk about this when we come back from break, because, you know, they said to me, oh, you're you're interviewing Ann, Ann Patterson. I said, yes. And I said, yes, you know her work. I said, she said, oh, yes. And I was talking with her, and it's really interesting. I just want to just leave this out there before we, we come back from break. She said to me, Anne, and this is something I resonate with, she said, you know what? Beyond being a great artist, how did she ever learn as a woman to ask for what the value of her art really was? And then she said to me, how do you do that? So interestingly, we not only have this idea of women as artists, but this idea of not valuing ourselves enough to mm-hmm. actually ask for money. When we come mm-hmm. back, business and art, they're not really separate, not really, never have been, not in the history mm-hmm. of art. 
never really has been. But somehow we have this idea, and thanks to Anne, Anne today, there's a new script being written. Let's call it a new, a new canvas that we now get to paint, that paint of beauty, that paint of success, and that paint, painting of inspiration. Ann Patterson, my guest, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Femmina, dusinna malla femmina. Tune in each Tuesday at noon Pacific and 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie Kroll, featuring weekly segments with David Eisen and the Shocker Sound System. Each week, you will journey through infinite possibilities, expand into social potential, and find beautiful beginnings where endings leave off. Changemakers from around the world will explore what's emergent about the environment, relationships, health, the arts, education, and the evolution of consciousness. Visit TheDrJulieShow.com. Tune in each Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for the hit radio show that illuminates the heart-centered bond of animal and human as souls destined to find each other in a lifetime. Each week, this world-renowned animal communicator, through her live call-in show, will assist you in understanding animals as light beings, here to raise the vibrational level of this planet. They're ready. Are you Join us February 14th through the 17th for the 22nd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference in Seattle. Come explore the new paradigm, riding the wave of the heart. Inspirational speakers, experiential workshops will change your life for good. Join Donna Eden, Esther Nicholson, Jalaja Bonheim, Julie McIntyre, and S.J. Tucker. Everything is individually priced, and evening events are open to men. Reduce prices for teens, students, and seniors. Looking for community? Join us this February. Visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. Oh, and you'll want to attend the CD music release concert that S.J. Tucker is giving Saturday, February 15th. That's womenofwisdom.org, 206-782-3363. That's 206-782-3363. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on the diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. It is such an honor, it's such a treat 
to be able to have this conversation with Ann Patterson joining us here today. For those of you, this is called a marriage of art and business. Really important conversation. And the reason I think it's important, which certainly we're talking about Ann, and, you know, we're talking, you know, Ann, about you uh, and, and the art that you do. But I love the topic, right? Because everyone has art of their own that they do. Someone the other day said to me, oh, you're a radio artist. And I said, what? And they said, yes, you're a radio artist. And I thought I had, I I mean, my mouth was like wide open because I hadn't heard that. And as I was thinking about this, what we're talking about here, Ann, it really goes across the board in speaking with people that really have a talent that they're bringing to the forefront. But specifically today, the, the idea of being an artist, of creating something, and then being successful in the world so that you can continue your passion. That's really what we're talking about and the lessons that get learned from it. You know, before the break, I was talking I was talking about, you know, some of the challenges that people have said to me about what it's like to be an artist, what it's like to ask for what you're truly worth. And I wanted to ask you, how have you gotten to that point? You know, what does it take for you? To say to somebody, yeah, I could do that cathedral, or yes, I could do that opera set, but that's going to be fifty grand or $100,000. What does that take for, for something like that little conversation? <laughs> it's a hard conversation. You know, I think a lot of it is getting your information straight, finding out what other people in the field are getting. Find out what the best person is getting or the top person is getting. The top person often isn't always the best, but find out who's getting the top dollar and what that amount is. And I also have a business coach that I work with, and I go over, before I accept a job or I, you know, put a fee figure out there, I throw any money out there, I talk to him, and I always come in lower with my first estimate than he believes of what I'm worth. And so I feel like I have a team of of someone behind me, pushing me, and he'll, I'll say, I think this is a $30,000 project. He goes, no way, let's start with 50, ask 50. I'm like, I can't ask 50. He goes, Yes, you can. So-and-so's getting 50, and you got, you know, 30 on the last one, so you got to go up every time. And you need somebody helping you. I think this myth, I think it's another myth of being an artist, that you're alone in your studio creating, and you're supposed to figure out all this stuff by yourself. I think that just doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help you get your work out there. It doesn't help you make money. I really um, strongly suggest for all artists, you either get a coach to help you or you get a partner to help you. You have a friend, a fellow artist. You can bounce ideas off them. The other thing I find really great is that when you're talking about yourself in terms of pushing yourself, presenting yourself to people, try to think of yourself as a different person. Because often if you think of your friends who are artists, you can talk that talk up a storm for them. Oh, this person's the most amazing painter. Her color sense is incredible. Her compositions, she cranks out these beautiful paintings. It's often much easier to talk about somebody else that way than yourself. So if you can kind of step back and present yourself as if you're not talking about yourself, you sort of get a little a little removed there. I think that helps immensely. And the other thing is, look at what you've done. Step, step back. When I start faltering, I go, literally, I go to my website and I open it up and I go, look, you've done all these shows. You have done a lot of work. People keep calling you. There is a reason for that. This is the reality. You've got this other story in your head, but here is the reality right in front of you. And, you know, ground yourself in what the truth is. 
and then move forward from that point. One of the things I, I was really struck by, and for those of you out there, uh, go to the website, annepatterson.com, A-N-N-E, patterson.com, check it out. Uh, lots of information. You know, one of the things that I was really struck by, and by the way, congratulations on the Stevie Award. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It's enormous. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. I'm really struck by how how openly you talk about the team and and working with people and collaborating. I am now hearing that more and more and more. Um, This is a side I agree with you. Yeah. It's definitely a trend. Yeah. If you watched the Grammys, maybe you didn't, but if you did, what you saw this year was so different than anything I've seen in past years. There was a pairing, a collaboration of just about every, uh, every, every one of the musicians, every one of the singers Mm -hmm. that was on stage. I, I remember only one maybe that wasn't in a collaborative set, and that was Katy Perry, but pretty much everybody else. Yeah, you're totally right. I noticed that too. Did you notice it? Yeah, it's yeah, about I collaboration. Exactly. Yeah, it is. And I think what? that's actually come about from the internet and from texting yeah. and from Facebook. And there's a much more of a just a, um, an environment of sharing and being open. I see, you know, especially these young people really graduating right from college. There is this whole sense of setting up studios and cooperatives and institutions where they create their work together. And I, I come to the point, I have to say, in my work, I'll start with the germ of the idea, um, but I have to say that leaping forward, I get all my ideas in conversation with other people. It's just incredible. Even if it's, often it's, a lot of times it's via the phone. There are either certain people who I know just are like fabulous triggers for me. And when I start talking to them, the ideas are just like falling over themselves. They're coming out so quickly. And that's, really exciting and that's one of the for me one of the funnest things about being an artist um i work with all these different musicians projection artists lighting designers i have a fabulous associate in my studio tina park um who is just so fun i mean that's really for me just probably the most fun part of the job is that uh throwing those initial ideas out i start with drawings and i often work in model form and then just Playing here, we could do it this way. Oh no, we could do it this way. No, it could be like this. It could be like this. Um, it's a trip. It's a, it's a total blast. But for me, it is a very collaborative process. You know, not it's only is it collaborative. Yeah, I, I go to your website and you list the collaborators. I mean, that <laughs> that's kind of uh, you know interesting as well. I wanted to you know I wanted to talk with you about what inspires you. You know, where do you pick up your inspiration from? When you look at a project, whether it's a cathedral or, or you know, like now, um, you're having a showing of your art now. Where does this my inspiration uh, my come inspiration? From? I'm, I have a thing called synesthesia. Synesthesia mm. is considered a condition, which makes it sound like it's some awful disease, <laughs> but it's a condition um, so that when I hear music, um, I literally see colors and I see shapes. And I have the same thing with numbers. All my numbers have personalities. But in terms of my artwork, um, I use the synesthesia, you know, sort of nonstop. It's, it's a part of who I am. It's, something, it's not something I kind of turn on or turn off. So almost all my work has to do with music, whether I'm doing an opera or whether I'm creating an installation for an orchestra 
or whether I hung these 20 miles of ribbon from the ceiling of Grace Cathedral in San Francisco. All of them um, are inspired by and connected to music. And it's interesting, in a sense, it makes things in a way quite easy because I hear the music and I immediately, I don't get a picture like, okay, this is what the set from Madame Butterfly should look like, but I get, get an initial, um, it's like a jolt that like comes flying through my head of the colors and the shapes. And the shapes, I mean, like, is it linear? Is it circular? Is it horizontal? Is it vertical? It sort of falls in those areas. And then I get clearly a color, like right away, um, which is funny because sometimes when I go to the opera, you know, I'll see a soprano singing an aria and I'll think, oh, my God, I cannot believe she is in that orange dress. That is just so <laughs> counter to the music. How can they put her, put her in that orange dress? So that's a huge source of my inspiration. And then nature, which is funny since I do live in New York City, but I get out to nature definitely once a week, if not more. I go up to the Palisades and I go hiking. And I kind of have the same relationship with nature in the sense that uh, it's something about like almost hearing the trees speaking or hearing them singing or I just have, it's like it goes into all my senses virgin to one. So for me, it's not just like seeing. There's a lot of that hearing and feeling and smelling and thinking. It all becomes one thing. And I think I do a lot of creative thought and problem solving when I'm hiking in nature a lot, a lot. And sometimes I'll even go out with a specific problem that I'm trying to solve, you know, a design problem, a creative problem. And I almost right. always get the idea when I'm out there, which is really fantastic. I have to tell you, I have spent a lot of time looking at your website, but also looking at some of the other things you've done. And it's so fascinating that we are talking about, you know, this idea of nature and, and music. Uh, and it's really fascinating. I, I didn't know that there was a name for this, but I'm kind of like you. I have to have bet, music in yeah. the backdrop of everything I do. And yeah. I do see colors from it, but I didn't know. And I was really yeah. struck by, I was looking at Magnolia Spring, um, which I believe is one of your pieces. Um, yes, that's and, one, of, one of my paintings that actually I'm proudest of. So I'm glad you picked that one out, oh, Pat. <laughs> oh, I have to, I, you know, I have to tell you, I, I have to, you know, I look at your work and I start crying. I don't know what that's about, but it's not like sad tears. It's just so passionately uh, it hits the heart, and you know it really it really speaks to what you must be experiencing when you see it. And I was so struck by this piece uh, in particular. Well, you know, I love you saying that because that piece is a really interesting emotional piece for me. That is a yeah. magnolia tree that is in, behind my studio. I look out my window in my studio and I look at that magnolia tree. And it, magnolia trees bloom very early, and they set, this yeah. one especially blooms early because it's in an interior courtyard, so it warms up. So it usually starts blooming in the middle of March and goes blooms for about two to three weeks. And I have this ritual, which I've done twice, many times I'm away on a show, but I, I have done this ritual where I paint small paintings every day or almost every day of the tree. And so I track its change. I track, you know, first the little buds are coming out, then they blossom into the big pink blossoms, and then the blossoms fall off and the green leaves come out. And the thing that's interesting is that spring, personally, is a very difficult time for me. I know it's weird. Most people really love the spring, but the spring is a very emotionally wrenching, difficult time for me. It's my least favorite time of the year. Uh, and I always think of that T.S. Eliot poem, 
poem where he says, April is the cruelest month. That's the first line of that poem, The Wasteland. But um, so for me, it's a very cathartic um, act, and it's a very meditative, and it's very grounding. And I think that must be what you're connecting to, which uh, thrills me to no end, that you see that emotionality and sort of the the depth of that piece of work. So that, that is a real, really important piece to me. It is so amazing. It's such an amazing piece for me because it has so many different uh, different aspects of it that we can relate to our own lives. When I looked at this, I had this thing that just happened where I was like, oh, my gosh, I can really relate to my life in these stages. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to talk with Anne a bit more about what it is that we could all know about saying yes to our dreams. You know, what are some of the things and challenges that she has over had to overcome to really take her work out into the way that she wanted it to be without compromise and with collaboration? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. My very special guest here is Gold Stevie Award winner, woman in business, Ann Patterson. We'll be right back. <laughs> desire to go in life how do you plan to get there are you only looking outside yourself for the answers what if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way so what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom soul suitcase with victoria cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems your soul suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered listen to soul suitcase on transformationtalkradio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life Listen to the Yo! Andrew News talk show every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. More info where to listen? www.yoandrewnts.com slash listen. Don't get your message lost in the mail. Email us with this address, yoandrew at yoandrewnts.com. How about tweet yoandrew at andrewtweetgeo. Taking a picture is easy. Instagram us today at yoandrewnts. Join the Pacific Northwest EFT Tappers at the 4th Annual Tappers Gathering this March 1st at Bastyr University. Tapping enthusiasts from across the region will be sharing healing stories, learning different EFT applications, and forging a strong community. This event raises money and awareness for continuing EFT tapping scientific research. All net proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit conducting a study showing how EFT can alter gene expression. Bring your cards and information for a fulfilled day of networking and inspiring one another. Visit www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877 www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? 
And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com. For you only, here in my arms, I long to hold. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to thedrpatshow.com. Or if you want to go to Transformation Talk Radio, um, go to transformationtalkradio.com. When you go there, you're going to be able to see the upcoming shows we have uh, uh, ready for you live on air. Many of you have been asking us uh, about the Wednesday night show, and I just want to mention to all of you, yeah, you can go to Transformation Talk Radio, and you go ahead and take a look at... um, uh, what we've got planned for you there, and you'll be able to see uh, that and many others, including, you know, the up sh- uh, upcoming show with John Sutton and much more. So those of you out there, um, it is really kind of uh, incredible that we're doing what we do. Uh, yes, I will clarify that it's 8 o'clock Pacific time tonight, and it is uh, it is Psychic World with John Sutton and co-host Countess Torella. So thank you for doing that. Today, I want to make sure that you know how to find out about Anne, and some of these pieces we're referencing. So if you go to Anne's website, which is annpatterson.com, you go check it out. Um, one of the things I've done is I've spent a lot of time on your website, Anne, and so for, for people out there, if you, if you want to take a look at some of these art pieces that I just referenced and perhaps we'll talk about, um, you can certainly find out more if you look at the venue section and then there's a hot link right there. Uh, I believe it's the Kate Tompkins Project. If you click on that, it's going to take you to all of these pieces we've just talked about. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us here today. You could tell I spent a lot of time on your website and really looking and appreciating what you've done. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I wanted to, you know, just talk for a bit about uh, some of the things we were chatting about during the break. You know, sometimes you and I maybe show up now uh, as if we seem so confident in what we do and, you know, we're out in the world and you're winning an award and this team won an award. But, boy, i got to tell you, I I think we're, we're just as human as anyone else. So I want to ask you. You know, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles, uh, Anne, that you have had to overcome to bring you to this moment, to bring you to here? Um, I think it's you've got to start. You've got to start thinking big. Um, and sometimes you get lucky, and some things land in your lap, and you've got to make sure you really grab those. 
the Grace Cathedral project, where I've hung the 20 miles of ribbon inside Grace Cathedral. Um, you know, I Jane, Jane Shaw came to my studio, and she met me. She's the dean of Grace Cathedral. And we just started a conversation, and there was no sort of commitment whether I was going to be the artist in residence or not. And I just had a feeling that it was time to make something big happen in my career. And I actually just got myself on a plane about three months later, flew out to Grace Cathedral, showed up. You know, I was like, I'm here. I want to be the artist in residence. Let's make this happen. I mean, sometimes you've just got to be really brave and just go for it. And it's scary as heck. Because you think they're going to slam the door in my face and throw me out and say, who the hell do you think you are? But you just yeah. got to, you got to have that kind of, and I, that's when I think it really helps is try to pretend that it's not you doing it, that it's somebody else doing it, that you're just the agent for somebody. Um, and that person is you. The other thing I think is really important is I have three children who are, you know, 21 to 18 and 15 now. So I'm kind of getting out of the woods with the kids. But um, I really support young women when they have children, keep working. Even if you just do a little bit, especially if you're an artist, you need that. Your soul will die if you do not do the work that feeds you and keeps you happy. It just doesn't work. I remember going through a tricky time once where I was juggling the kids and my husband was traveling more than he was home. And I just thought, I can't do this. It's just too hard. And a good friend of mine who was a playwright said, you really have a choice? you think you could really live without doing this? And it was such a profoundly great thing for her to say. At first, I was so angry at her. I was like, don't tell me that. But what she was pointing out is that this work is who I am, and I have to do it. I have to do it for the world, and I have to do it for me, and I have to do it for my children, and I have to do it for my husband. You know, and so my advice is just keep your foot in the door, even if it's just a little bit. I have... Tina Park, the associate I mentioned before, she's just had twins. She's only able to come in one day a week right now. The boys are only six months old. Um, but, you know, I'm supporting her to make that happen so that she can come in one day a week. It's not ideal. I'd love to have her in there in the studio more. But it's really important to her. She's an incredible collaborator. So it's, even if I only get her one day a week, it's still worth it to me. But um, just figure out ways to keep keep doing a little bit of work. And the women out there who have made it um, and have a chance to hire people, look to hire other women. They, we, we have to help each other. We need to pull each yeah. other up the ladder. We can't do this, you know, and it, it is a bit of a sacrifice on my part. As I said, I'd love to have Keenan in there more. But, but you, you know, you've got to give back and you've got to, you know, keep the ball rolling. So. You know, one of the things that's go. really fascinated about this, and I love what you said. You know, someone said to me a long time ago, Anne, and, and this was something I, that I struggled with. Early on, somebody said to me, you know, Pat, you really got to create some balance. And I tried, and I never could. And what I realized it was that there's a definition of balance that's, that folks have. I mean, if, if you go to take some kind of assessment, right, some psychological assessment or something, right, out comes this report, and it spits it out, and it says, oh, but you need to have more time in this part of your life. But it doesn't really pay attention to your passion. And what I learned about five years ago is exactly what you just said. It's not so much about balance to me. It's about harmony. How do I have all of these different aspects of who I am, whether it's a mother, an entrepreneur, an artist, a musician, whatever that is, 
how do we create harmony? And I wanted to ask you about that, because when I look at your work, there is this resonance of harmony. And, I, you know, I was listening to you, and I was just struck by that. But I don't know. Is that just me projecting on your art, or is that something that you sense as well? No, I think that's true. I think my work does have a definite harmony to it. I think it has a, um, you know, I always think of this Einstein quote where he said, make everything simpler but not too simple. No, make everything as simple as possible but not too simple. It's like you want to get to the essence of something but then just stop, (laughs) you know, so you don't want to take too much out. So that's a real mantra for me with my work. My work's very elegant and very simple and very, um, really, I'm really trying to get to the kernel of whatever it is, whether it's painting those magnolias, whether it's creating a spiritual experience in a cathedral. It's very um, sort of un, undecorated. It's very pure. But in turn, I love the way you say harmony, actually, instead of balance, because I think a real disservice has been done to women, this balance thing, that, you know, this whole thing, like, you can have it all. Um, and I often say to young women, you know what, you really, you're not going to have it all, all at the same time, because it just doesn't work like that. Sometimes you're going to be the best mother in the world, and your work's going to maybe have a little bit of it go through a rocky time. And other times your work's going to be great, and you're going to miss that soccer game that you wish you could have been at. So it's really like a harmony when you look at the yeah. whole, whole piece at the end of the day, like it's an orchestra. And there are different stages at different times. And I think that when we say you can have it all, women are always feeling like there's someone else who can have it all and I'm failing and what am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong. Right. And I, that's why I hate that expression, you can have it all, because yes. I think it makes people, women especially, feel they're always coming up short. And none of these women are coming up short. They're just doing amazing juggling acts. And sometimes it's working really well, and sometimes it's not working so well. And I think at the end of the day, it worked incredibly well. So you just have to cut yourself a little slack. Cut yourself a little slack. I love that. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Okay. let you all know a lot about and where she is exhibiting, how you can find out more about her, her art. And, you know, the question that would come up from all of us in this question, or how should I say it, And this idea of marriage of art and business, do you want that to be a good marriage? Not, you know, there's some marriages that we run into, not so hot. How do we make this beautiful, brilliant, loving, and creative? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Tune in Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern to Spirit Guidance Radio with Shannon Walbrand on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show with South Africa's top psychic will amaze and uplift you. Call in to receive detailed, specific answers that offer immediate solutions as Shannon interprets messages from your spirit guides. Whether it's love, business, or health, your spirit guides are ready to help. Visit ShannonWalbrand.com for more info. You are guided. 
Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Are you ready to tap into the healer within? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the real doctor is the source that lives within you, that heals within you minute by minute every day? The healer within is the innate intelligence of the human body. When we cut our hand with a piece of glass, we don't have to command the body to close the wound and grow new skin. It knows how to heal itself. We do have to nourish the skin by disinfecting it and remove the glass or it cannot heal. The innate healer relies upon us to assist in this healing process. Our role is to identify its needs, provide the substances required for the healing, and remove the obstacle. Contact us to achieve optimal health at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. What's getting your attention as physical pain or illness? Have doctors been unable to help? Consider an intuitive healing session with Christy Borst. Amazing things happen every day, sometimes with jolting awareness, and sometimes with subtle shifts aided with Christie's divine healing gift. Release that which no longer serves you. For more information and to contact Christie, visit HealingResonance.us. That's HealingResonance.us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, for more information about us, go to the com or go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Ann, please go ahead to AnnPatterson.com. And the way to do that, it's really kind of simple. That's a website, but it's Ann with an E, A-N-N-E, Patterson.com. When you get there... I invite all of you to do what I did. You know, I started to click around. I found her venues. I found her, her the projects, her art. I mean, it's just incredible. And if you do have a moment and you're looking at a portfolio, go into that. Well, you can go into all the sections if you want. But if you go into the opera section, you're going to see that uh, beautiful set that had met, that the Madame Butterfly set that just, oh, my gosh. I don't think I can, you know, I, I, I don't even need to go see the opera now. And thank you for joining us here today. <laughs> it's great to have you. Uh, we talked about a lot of things, but I love what we were talking about during the break, and that is asking for help. So as a successful woman, you know, people think, here we are, and we've gotten to this. What does it feel like for you? to ask for help, because I get the sense that you're a lot like me, and we've had to learn 
right? We have to learn a little bit about asking for help, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I actually, I have right now a fantastic administrative assistant helping me in my studio, and she's very take charge. And it's been so interesting. Often I'll, we'll go over like in the morning, okay, these are things we need to get done today. And I'll start saying, oh, no, I can do that one. Oh, no, no, I can do that one. And then she'll look at me like, you're, you're hiring me. Like, why are you keep? And then, so it's a constant, you know, sort of a lesson for me to say, oh, no, okay, actually, Kat, can you do that one? Can you do that one? And it really is asking for help and letting go of control. It's a lot of it about letting go of control, that you're not doing all the stuff and trusting that somebody else will do it and um, trusting that somebody else will do it and they'll probably do it differently than you would do it and that they actually might do it better than you would do it, which is, which is also kind of eye-opening, that different can actually sometimes be better. So that's been um, a lesson for me. Um, and... It's asking your friends to pitch in. It's asking your family to pitch yeah. in with the kids, your husband. You know, it runs the gamut all the way along the line. I tell you yeah. what, sometimes when I've got a big project about to go, go up and it's nerve-wracking and, you know, I'm anxious about it and stuff, the one thing that always calms me back down is I go, you have a whole team here. You have the whole production staff from the orchestra. You have the team that you created that creating this project with you. It's not, you're, you don't have to hold this thing up. And I always think, okay, let's say something happened and I couldn't even show up. Would the show go on? Of course the show's going to go on. There's other people there. They're going to help you. You've set stuff up and put it into a good place. And you can trust the people around you. So one thing is key is to, you know, work with good institutions and make sure that you hire really great people that you can be really honest with and that you really trust and whose opinions and work you really value and you think is really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, you and I have Melissa Soans. I know Melissa. And uh, one of the things that uh, I'm very grateful, first of all, for her, because I would have never, I, honestly, I, I so dragged my feet on any kind of award. And, on, and what I said to her first off was, you know what, we're not doing anything until we honor this team. Because, and I show up every day, and I get to do what I love, but working everything else around is a staff of incredible people. You know, people that are, are Benny in studio, Chris and Brian, and the other folks at WBOQ and CRN and the entire team there and everybody else that's doing this. You know, and then the local team here, this team won the management team of the year, the bonds for that. And... And I'm very, very blessed. And I know what it's like to not have a team. And it's so hard. even if it's, <laughs> it's really yeah, hard. <laughs> it's hard. But I know you've been there. I know I've been totally. there. Totally. Yeah. What can we say yeah. to folks now to to help them sort of assess where they are today? And if it's not where they want to be, you know, what are some of the things that you've learned about uh, prioritizing how to get from that place that you know you are to that place where you want to be. And I know you talked a lot about thinking big. I think that's an, that is for me, that's at the top of my list. But yeah, and the other that- thing I have to say, it's really key, which I did, um, which I don't, I do some now, not as much, but when I was um, younger starting out, I was in a lot of groups. I was in a mother parenting group, which met once a week, run by a professional which was super helpful with bringing up my children. And then I also was in a group for about 10 years of women artists who had children. 
And we would meet once a month. And we did some personal stuff, but it was really, really professional. We would talk about our professional issues. And, ha- and there were seven of us. And having six other people there listening to what you were saying, what your problems were and your issues, and problem-solving with you and supporting you was unbelievable. I mean, and you get so many ideas from people. You um, would make commitments of things that you were going to do and that you would um, say, you know, by next session I'm going to have done this, this, and this. And then you'd all gather back again a month later and you'd do another check-in. Um, and that was where the friend who's a playwright said to me, you know, can you not, could you really stop doing this? Could you really stop doing your art? Um, and I think that's a great thing. And that's something that doesn't cost money. That's something you can find in your community. You can start with one or two other people. You don't have to have seven people if you don't have seven people. And people come and people go, and you can add people on. Um, so I think that's a key way to start moving in a new direction if, you're, if you feel like you're a little stuck or you have dreams and you don't quite know how to get there. Yeah. You know, I, I think that what you're talking about is, is also something else that we didn't directly speak to. And I think it would be a great way to, to uh, you know, to, to really, you know, call this time together really to, to a close. And that is this, this, uh, this idea of beyond collaboration is being open to other people's ideas. And, mm-hmm. and I just, we don't talk about that enough, right? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, I agree. What have, what have you learned about that? Because, you know, we talked about collaboration, but we didn't really say, oh, and by the way, that means when other people have ideas, you listen to them. You may not have to. You may not implement them all. So, can you talk about right. how important that has been for you? And thank I you can. For I, I think it's super. It's been super important for me. And I learned that lesson really from this amazing music director named Robert Spano, who's the music director of the Aspen Music Festival and also the Atlanta Symphony. And I've done, I think, eight or nine projects with him. And what I learned from him about collaboration is that once you're willing to open yourself up to sharing all your ideas, the good ones and the bad ones, but especially the bad ones, I find this so interesting, you're able actually to get to the really good ideas. And you have yeah. to have this level of comfort with, the, with your collaborator where you're not going to throw an idea out and they're going to go, well, that's such a bad idea that I don't think actually I could ever work with you. You have to be able to get beyond that point. But once you get brave enough and you get a, a really fabulous working relationship, I really believe that the really great ideas are often just past the really, really bad ideas. <laughs> so you really have <laughs> to kind of stick it out together. And together, you, you know, he says one thing, you say one thing, and it just, you, it's, like, it's like hopscotching. All of a sudden, you're at a totally new point. And a lot of times when you do that, you've got to let go of your initial idea, almost always. And he's like, oh, exactly. his initial idea, too. And you're in a new idea that you actually came up to, up, up to with together. You know, you see it often in rehearsals with actors and actresses and directors. They don't yep. know where this project's going. And they're all jumping around and adding things and taking things away. But, um, it, and that's what's so great about making art is that it becomes it something new. It's not your exactly. idea. And it's not his idea. It's a new, it's a whole new idea. I absolutely yeah. love this. And for those of you out there, uh, you know, again, and I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, one last question. Do you have a personal message, anything you'd like to say here for us? 
Well, I'd like to put a little pitch out, which I really, anyone, if you're near San Francisco, please go visit my ribbon installation called Grace with Light. It's in Grace yes. Cathedral. It's on the top of Knob Hill. It's the piece I'm proudest of, of all the creations I've ever made. I'm really thrilled with it. And it's something that you hear of great artists saying how pieces of art really just come through them. I really feel that this piece is that, and I really feel like I opened myself up as a channel, and this piece was able to come through me, and I was able to implement it in this space. And I really just want to share that piece with as many people who can see it, because when you're in the space, it's 20 miles of ribbon. It looks like electricity flowing down, light flowing down into you, and light flowing up out of you up to the heavens. Thank Um, you. And thank you. There you go. Thank you, Ann. Ann Patterson, everyone. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Join the Pacific Northwest EFT Tappers at the 4th Annual Tappers Gathering this March 1st at Bastyr University. Tapping enthusiasts from across the region will be sharing healing stories, learning different EFT applications, and forging a strong community. This event raises money and awareness for continuing EFT tapping scientific research. All net proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit conducting a study showing how EFT can alter gene expression. Bring your cards and information for a fulfilled day of networking and inspiring one another. Visit www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877 www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. Join us February 14th through the 17th for the 22nd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference in Seattle. Come explore the new paradigm, riding the wave of the heart. Inspirational speakers, experiential workshops will change your life for good. Join Donna Eden, Esther Nicholson, Jalaja Bonheim, Julie McIntyre, and S.J. Tucker. Everything is individually priced, and evening events are open to men. Reduced prices for teens, students, and seniors. Looking for community? Join us this February. Visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. Oh, and you'll want to attend the CD music release concert that S.J. Tucker is giving. Saturday, February 15th. That's womenofwisdom.org, 206-782-3363. That's 206-782-3363.
1-800-273-3363. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched Fight Back for a Cure, a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit bitebackforacure.org. 